Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. We today are talking about kind of figuring out your ideal reader. And we thought it would be interesting to go about this by on air figuring out our ideal listener for yes. Fable and the Verbivore, <laughs> since it's kind of a, a similar process. Um, so last week we had Jen from Mixtus Media on, and she talked about this. She's kind of an expert in uh, marketing your book. And she talked a lot about figuring out your ideal reader, but she talked about it in a different way than I had heard before and kind of talked about it as creating a character, like yeah. giving this ideal reader a name and an age and how many kids they have and kind of really like making it detailed in a way that you can picture them in your mind and then can create content for them, um, right towards them and kind of all that. It was a very interesting conversation. So if you haven't listened to it yet, we recommend going back and listening to that, checking out her posts and things on social media as well, because she has just some great advice and resources. But yeah, Laura and I have not (laughs) prepared, like we haven't together talked about this yet. So we're not going, we're going into this totally cold. (laughs) Yep. And haven't really figured out our ideal listener yet. We figured we would just do it on air and see what comes out of that so that you can kind of, we can kind of model it for you and you can kind of see what that might look like for you as you think through who your ideal reader is and who it is that you're marketing to um, as you create books. Because we like to pretend that we are just writing books and that everyone's (laughs) going to love them, right? But it's not true. Absolutely. We have to be marketers too. Um, And it's good to think about these things. Absolutely. And there's a quote, I I kept trying to find it and I found iterations of it, um, but I couldn't find the one I was thinking of that don't write for everyone, basically write for like one reader in mind, um, whoever that is. Stephen King writes with his wife in mind. You have, you know, people write for friends in mind. And often it does work out when you have that kind of specificity of who it's for. Absolutely. Like so often we talk about like whether your work, it's not going to be for everyone and it's going to be for some people, but not others. And I think when you can start to narrow that down for and figure out who you're for, um, it helps you attract, start to attract those people and find those people and then find you. So it's kind of exciting. So we're (laughs) going to jump in. Uh, Do you want to start with when we first came up with this idea? And I think that's kind of how it's grown from so maybe even starting there before we actually go into like the yeah it's getting more detailed things we really created it for ourselves yes <laughs> that we were having these conversations anyway yeah so they were really in in our mind as we were doing it it was for someone who was in that space of maybe love story loved reading loved writing was curious to learn more and expand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily like a novice level level of understanding it was that we want to grow and really widen our range of knowledge and understanding but coming back always to that kernel of a love of story a curiosity for learning and a curiosity for how it all works I think that's such a great point that like I, when we started, we'd absolutely started it for us like, and for people like us. And I think there's nothing wrong. Like, I think that's a good place to start. Um, I, I, if I remember right, we talked a little bit with um, Jen about this 
like that your ideal reader might not be you. Like they're not going to yes. have exactly everything the same, you know, the same as yes. you. But it is really good, I think, to have a lot of crossover with your own interests and self and um, likes and dislikes, because that's going to make it easier. Like it's going to be more fun for you to create content around yes. things that you like. Um, and that's going to attract people who like the same things. And so it's okay and good to kind of start there, I think, to like start yes. with the person, my ideal reader is probably like me in these ways. And maybe yes. they're a little different from me in these other ways. And to right. kind of narrow that down. And it doesn't have to be that you're like, it's not this. Mm-hmm. It's just have your starting point be that I ideal in that these specifically are things that I think will connect. Yes. And you're not excluding people. Yes. Like you want anyone who connects with it to come in. Yeah. So this isn't about excluding any audience members. This is about kind of honing in on what specifically you are leaning into. Yes. And I'd, I'd argue that anything we create is some aspect of ourselves anyway. Yes. But the it's more true. it's kind of in alignment with us, the more authentic it will be one. And then two, when we know which parts of ourselves we're kind of playing from and engaging, that's when we can have that, okay, this is for someone who likes this and this and this and this. Like I can like football, but probably someone who likes football isn't necessarily like the person that I'm engaging with here. Maybe, maybe sure. there's lots of people who like football. I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. Or the merrier, <laughs> bring them in. But probably we wouldn't be connecting on that side. I do not think I've said football once <laughs> in almost three years of podcasting, <laughs> 160 episodes that we've done. And probably no one would know that about me. That's okay. Yeah. I'm shutting off that yeah. side of myself in, in favor of something else. That's such a great point. And I love that. And and I think it is good to note as we go into this conversation too, like if you're listening and as we talk through our ideal reader, you're like, well, or our ideal listener for Fable and the Verbivore, you're like, well, that's not me. Like that does not mean that we aren't for you. Like we, we love having you here. We want all of you here. Um, we have had so much fun engaging with people who are really different from us and who are different than even what we expected our ideal listener to be. Um, but I think it is, yeah, again, it's just still helpful to have a person in mind, to have something specific in mind. Um, and I think that football example is a great, great example too. Like we're both going to have facets of ourselves that we don't bring to the podcast and all of the yeah. people who listen are going to have facets of themselves that they don't bring to engaging with us either, but it's kind of narrowing the scope so that, you know, okay, here's what I'm going for. Here's the things I'm going to play up and exaggerate and talk about and like use to attract people. Absolutely. Well, and I think even as we look at this list, which let's bring up the list and we can talk about it because there's some elements of it that I'm like, I'm not sure that's us and I'm not sure that fits for us. And I think from the writing perspective, you have to figure out what, what is a useful specific thing mm-hmm. and what is not what you're like yeah no that doesn't make any sense like no talking about it that way doesn't make any sense some of those will definitely be part of the things that as a writer you'll have to figure out what are those details that make my work connect and what what ones it doesn't really matter yeah. um so the list I have it's from a yourwriterplatform.com is the website. And it just had kind of these questions in a really close format. I liked how they put the information in there. Um, 
it's yeah. Kimberly grab us and I'll be linking it in. So it's a step-by-step guide for finding your ideal audience. And at the awesome. first step, it's identify your ideal reader or create an imaginary super fan. And mm. one, I just love the idea of that. Like that's great language. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who would be like the super fan? Because we are super yeah. fans of people. Like absolutely. There are certain people that I'm like, I am a super fan and I will be till the day I die. Everything yeah. that they put out, I will read, I will connect with. And I think getting it into that kind of idea that it's like, okay, who would be the the enthusiastic connector to yeah. what it is I'm creating and putting out there? I love that. And it doesn't mean you might not have other fans or people who, Absolutely. but who's going to be like your, your ideal, that super fan. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and they, it's funny in the article, she's like, not like misery super fan, <laughs> but like, like dedicated follower type of thing. Sure. And so there are questions first one being about demographics. And again, this isn't at all about being exclusionary. It's about identifying kind of what general connections there would be. So things like age, gender, location, ethnic background, education level, and career, kind of what pinning Mm -hmm. down those type of things. Again, just having an idea even of yourself what kind of story you're telling like what what kind of story would then connect it's like creating a character right like we start with the most general things we start with those demographics how old is your character maybe what do they look like what gender are they like what's their marital status or things like that like that's where you start and then you can work down from there yeah makes sense absolutely another question is what are their psychographics I just what, is, what do they mean by that? Yeah. An interesting way of putting it. Um, it's person's internal mental qualities. Are they laid back or frequently stressed? Do they lie awake at night worrying? Are they open to new experiences? Um, Are they loud or quiet, ongoing, outgoing or reserved? Just kind of thinking about those, but then also thinking about yeah. like personal values, interests, ideals, goals, aspirations, yeah. um, those kind of internal things that we don't always think about and that probably in our story though we are writing from a perspective in that way is our mm-hmm. is our character anxious is our character yeah and and, and that's relational like when yeah, I and a character that I feel like when you create content around those things that's where you get a lot of connection sometimes yes mm-hmm. absolutely um there was in fact I think when we talked with Jen there was one Thing that she put up about like having all of these journals and it was yes. one that got a lot of people kind of commented on it and it, it really struck mm-hmm. um something authentic within a lot of people it did with me I'm like yeah I am a journal person and there's some journals that I'm like okay this one's for this project and then there's <laughs> others that I'm like I don't yet have the ideal project for this is <laughs> just sitting on the shelf waiting for the right thing <laughs> But I, I think recognizing that the parts that make us human and unique and distinctive mm-hmm. are the parts that connect with others. Mm-hmm. Those parts of us that may feel neurotic or awkward can really make those strong connections because they're like, hey, yeah. dude, you do. That too. <laughs> yep, yeah. that's same, same, which, which I think has been, that's been kind of 
the fun of bringing out parts of ourselves in this. Like when I started wearing my nerd shirts in different reels, it was Mm -hmm. an aspect of myself that I hadn't yet brought forth, but it was fun to lean into that because it's me. It absolutely is an aspect of me, but it kind of added another dimension that might connect with someone else. Mm -hmm. I think playing with that of deciding when to kind of bring in aspects of that where you're like okay maybe this will connect with someone even having a starting goal of being like this is the ideal this is what I'm leaning towards right now and then kind of shifting even a little bit as necessary obviously from project to project we definitely do that as well um and then basically what is their personal style like any type of personal things like that what what do they eat? What do they dress? Where do they shop? Things like that. I'm not sure that that is as connected <laughs> necessarily to what we do. Um, well, I mean, I think the thing with the t-shirts fits in there a little bit, abs- you know, like. Absolutely. Our ideal listener wears perky t-shirts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, out about different uh, things. I and, think. And portray that in their clothing. Yes. <laughs> I think the nerd side mm-hmm. is definitely something that is part of our ideal fan of the Fable and the Verbivore podcast. And I think mm-hmm. it's something that we've done really since the beginning is to try to be as transparent as we can and mm-hmm. honest, but also um, enthusiastic and passionate. And that's what nerd culture is. It's being yes. enthusiastic and passionate about things and not being ashamed of that, of, mm-hmm. of if there's a book that you love, leaning in and being a big yeah. fan of it. Like today I put up a reel that I'm like, I'm not sure if everyone will like this, but it was for, I reread Mexican mm-hmm. Gothic this week. And I love Sylvia Moreno Garcia. I, I love her atmospheric stuff. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I'm like, I love being able to once in a while when we do a book club episode or when we, especially during the $5 reading classes or writing classes, we get to just nerd out like, and the mm-hmm. entire time with those classes, I have a giant smile on my face because yeah. I'm like, I'm living my best life talking about <laughs> Loki and Jurassic Park. I think being enthusiastic and allowing ourselves to really lean into that, the things that interest us, the things that connect, the things that we like is really huge. I totally agree. Is there another category? Yes. And and then the last one is thinking about kind of, especially since we're talking about marketing, about what kind of budget someone Mm. would have. And this is actually something that we've talked about as we worked on developing the class is what would we actually personally pay pay money for and how much would we pay? I think it's important to get in that mindset of if this were me and and I saw this, like where would my threshold to be like, oh, that's too much. I would be able to buy in at this level, but maybe not that. Or maybe I'd be interested in this thing, but maybe not that. I think paying attention to what you yourself would do, because other than doing a survey, it's really hard to get that type of detail out. Um, But getting really honest about, okay, if, if someone else that I like to follow, that I saw their content and had connected with it if they were doing something where would my threshold be and where would I be like "Mm, unfortunately that's too much yeah those are great categories I really like that okay should we go back to the top and and talk through our ideal (laughs) yep 
Absolutely. So I mean, just to start, I think our ideal listener, our super fan is probably female yep. um, because <laughs> we do, we are both females. Yes. And while we, well, hopefully most of the content we give is gender neutral and yes. accessible to anyone. We do talk about life as women um, yes. semi-regularly on the podcast, I think. And that probably means that we're more likely to attract women or they're more likely to be yes. super fans. Again, definitely not exclusionary. All men are welcome. Like, <laughs> yes. All people are welcome. Yes. We love you all. But I agree. And, and I think connected with that, probably since we do touch on things connected with being mothers and writers yeah, on occasion, agree. not all mm-hmm. the time. I agree. So, I think that our super fan probably has kids. Yeah. <laughs> and probably two. Two. Since- <laughs> we both have two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so she has two kids, and I think she's probably a little younger than us. Yes. Maybe, like, early 30s. Yep. I think so, too, (laughs) because maybe we live in that place, too. (laughs) I don't feel like I'm actually 40. I don't either. Well, I'm not quite yet, but but I I don't feel like I'm there, too. I feel like I'm perpetually 32 or 34. I was just going to say, I think she's 32. Okay, she's 32. Um, <laughs> we don't know why, but it's there. There it is. Again, a lot of things are probably connected a little bit more with like living in America. Again, we love anyone who comes to, yes. to the podcast. Everyone is welcome. And I try to be thoughtful about like yeah. different days, but I would say that there's kind of a grounding in that. Experience. It's the culture that we understand, even though both of us have spent time in other countries and absolutely things. Our super fan probably enjoys travel though, or yes. has spent time in other countries or overseas, whether that's just on vacations or trips or living there. I think really open to experiences, like in that yeah. way of going to other places and really connecting with the place on a deep level and really kind of soaking in experiences. I definitely see that too, very much on the travel side and possibly even living in another country because we both have done that. And I think it's just having a really, an interest in the world, an interest in people, an interest in learning, an interest in kind of that perpetual learning, not the education, like I have a piece of paper type. But in a just, she's curious. And yes, yeah, curiosity. she's gonna research research things for fun or look things up or try <laughs> things. Yes. Maybe take a class. Definitely a creative that likes to play and explore. And if you're typing. That's because I am taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And because I think, we're creating a character. So absolutely. I think even from that experiential side, maybe not always having had like given herself that invitation to Mm. do all of those things, but maybe kind of starting to blossom into those ways. Mm. Yeah. Um, Because I I do think, especially as we first started, like a lot of our stuff Mm. was kind of in that growing into the courage of doing something and kind of growing into the the giving yourself the permission, the you are an author, 
invitation. But yeah. the, the movie... I feel like we've kind of moved a little into the second category. <laughs> so can I like oh, drag this back just for yeah. a second? <laughs> Is she married or not married? I but. think she's probably married, but I, and I think both of our marriages are kind of just, they're not as traditional, not, not, a, not in a, like, I don't know if it defines. Okay. Yeah. Let's it's, say she has a fairly um, equal partnership with a yes. spouse. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> Okay, do, um, do we want to come up with a name for her? Or do we want to hold off until we know more about her? Let's hold off. Okay, I, that's what I was like, thinking too. Names are names always, are hard. <laughs> yeah. And we've already talked about, regardless of if there's another career, I think that career is first and foremost like a writer. And I think I heard a term recently, I heard someone say they were, uh, I think they said uh, like a wannabe writer or something like that. And the other person corrected them and said, you're an emerging writer. And, yeah. and I really loved that term emerging writer. Yeah. Like I like it better than novice. I like it better than like, because it could be like a, a person who's published a book already could still be an emerging writer. Like you're, and I do think that our super fan is an emerging writer. Like they're probably not someone who's 10 years into a writing yes. career, you know, like absolutely. They are probably just giving themselves permission to do this, maybe publishing their first book, maybe searching for an agent, querying and doing that. Maybe they're writing their third or fourth book, but they haven't published anything yet. Like they're still in the process of discovering and figuring out what it is they want to write, what it is that that looks like, how they're going to publish, how they want to share their work with the world, like those kinds of things. I agree. That resonates. Okay, should we move on to that? I think we've covered that really well. Yeah. Okay. So the psychographics. Okay, I think that she's a little neurotic. Yes. <laughs> a little oh, <laughs> absolutely. Definitely. No question. But that's what's so great is like <laughs> when you, when you see someone else who's neurotic, you're like, oh yes. yay! Like yeah. people. I think in a lot of ways she's the the crossover between where you and I meet. Like we have a lot of things that are very different or a lot of ways that we're really different, but we also have a lot of ways that we're really the same. And some of that like anxiety and neuroticness. Oh, absolutely. Anxiety, neurotic. Yep. That definitely. (laughs) And probably a perfectionist. Yep. Absolutely. Or recovering like, or, or someplace in that. Uh, outgoing or reserved? <laughs> uh, I think she's reserved until you yeah. get her on a topic that she fans out Absolutely. about. <laughs> like, because and she is a super fan. We've yep, already established yep. that and a little bit of a nerd. And then once <laughs> the topic is like right yep. and the space is safe, she will talk for hours. It's oh, kind of fun. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> I think the same with loud and quiet. Like, Super quiet, quiet until you get her on the right topic. And Absolutely. Then yeah. Totally opens up. Okay, um, so I, what are some of her right topics? Like, what are the things that get her, like, super oh, fan? that's a great point. Nerding out about and, like. Yeah. <laughs> I think love stories, definitely. Like, when yes. there's a story and, like, love is the, the core, like, I think that that definitely is there. 100%. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's some also like when there's energy and and laughter and jovialness I think that there's some element of that too as well like that she can meet other people's energy level like she gets excited about other people getting excited and yeah um, yeah I feel that something that connects I really love seeing people get 
passionate about things. And so when yeah. they get passionate about things, I like want to support that. And it makes me more excited yeah. and like, absolutely. Yeah. I, I do think that that's kind of that authentic authenticity when something is coming from that place that you can tell is false. Yeah. I don't think you lean in as much. I definitely think that there can be that kind of enthusiasm. I think she also probably gets enthusiastic kind of along those lines, but about seeing people achieve their dreams or seeing them like live into what they want. Like when she sees someone else like writing or putting a book out in the world or stepping out, like that probably gets her excited too. Absolutely. Like, I think there's something amazing about being able to celebrate with others as they are achieving dreams within themselves they have set a goal or a milestone and you're watching them achieve it and you're you're with them entering into that celebration there's something really amazing about that and I think she's supportive and um encouraging absolutely I think open to trying things Uh like I think it may take something that connects in order to try a thing. But I do think that there's, again, that's a little bit of that curiosity of kind of coming back around of, of willing to try something outside of herself. Yeah. And that goes along with like the travel stuff we were talking about before. And like, yeah. Yeah. I think um, like part of me is like, she probably geeks out about some specific nerd culture things. Like, Doctor Who and yes. Marvel and Pixar, you know, some of the yes. things that we've done episodes on. <laughs> Absolutely. I think Loki is like, I think she's a big Loki fan. Um, <laughs> I think Six of Crows as well. Like, yes. I, I think, I think Six of Crows, like for some reason that has like this essence of kind of that, that character. If it's the witty banter or the characters themselves, just the found family and yeah I think there is an element of kind of and I (laughs) we can cut this if you disagree (laughs) but I do think that there's something about that kind of burnt cinnamon roll that person who might be like have a heavy have a a very hard exterior and like yeah gooey on the inside um which is like Kaz (laughs) to a T Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay, so here's a question. Yes. What do you think are like the last five books she's read? Oh my goodness. I mean, Probably, that's pretty specific, yeah, but I think it yeah. could be an interesting like I think it would be really interesting. Maybe we could say five books she has read rather than last. Because okay. sure. that would then be like <gasps> um, <laughs> it would be connected with yeah. time. I think that yeah. she is probably a diverse reader. Like yes. she probably I, doesn't read only one genre, yes, but likes to jump around a little bit. Yes. And I think she probably maybe dominantly reads romance or fantasy, fantasy. or mystery. Yep. Like those yep. might be the top three. Yeah. Yep. So I think we have to have an Emily Henry. Like, yes. <laughs> so if, uh, if it's book lovers, it's book lovers. If it's beach read, I'm, I'm, what is- I'm here for all of it, but yeah. <laughs> Let's do book lovers because that also like kind of leans yeah. into the like bookish side, which definitely yes. is huge. Because like also a writer, but also like read other than Six of Crows, would one of the Caravals be on that list? Yeah. What, so yeah, book lovers, Six of Crows, yeah. Caraval, maybe a, a mystery. 
I'm wondering if the Sherry Thomas, the, oh, the Scarlet yeah. Woman, like, yeah. or the, I'm not even sure if I said that right. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, is that the title? It's something of the Scarlet Woman, but I, I need to real quick look at it. <laughs> um, a study in Scarlet Women. Yes. That's it. yes. And then I, I think maybe another fantasy, possibly in there or another romance i was gonna say um, maybe like pride and prejudice nice yes or yes. like some some classic or persuasion <laughs> or yeah yeah and i'd say really if persuasion is is more like it could be persuasion um but it could be pride and prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it changes for her like yeah depending on the day <laughs> that that's like so projecting right there I know totally okay I, I think we go for 10 because I, <laughs> um okay, I think yeah. I think much to do about nothing needs to be on this list oh my goodness yes it does <laughs> absolutely um and maybe the importance of being earnest yes absolutely oh I love that I think definitely another science fiction needs to be I was gonna say maybe um the air affair yes it hits Just nerdy and geeky board. a little bit of fantasy and um oh and it's a love of story that's like yes, exactly it is so meta in that yay oh yay <laughs> are we uh, is that eight that's eight yeah <laughs> and maybe a poetry of some form mm-hmm. or does the shakespeare cover that yeah mary oliver on there <laughs> yeah let's do it let's do it absolutely absolutely i just, I just read thirst by her and it's great i love her <laughs> red bird was just mm. yeah I'm, I'm a fan and do we want a craft book on there like okay yes yes, yes. My, so, you know my favorite is yes. conflict and suspense, conflict and suspense. But... absolutely let's do it and like if we had to tag a, an 11th it would be bird by bird <laughs> yes yes totally agree this is like so fun who <laughs> <I> knew <laughs> this marketing stuff could be fun <laughs> I do think in some ways it's kind of getting in touch with the yeah. like, that through thread of, yeah. of even yourself like, like, or ourselves in this case. Yes, our collaborate <laughs> self. Yes. Well, and I think this, the nice thing yeah. too is then we can look back like when we're trying to come up with a social media post or yes. topics for episodes or whatever, we can look back at this and be like, okay, what's this person going to love? Or like, let's talk about this Absolutely. again. Or let's like, yeah. Well, and I, I think... As we've kind of talked about this, this the psychographics is definitely also comes back into that authenticity, like that that yeah. being there, being present, being transparent. Being- I think that she yeah. values authenticity. I think it scares her, but yes. she tries to lean into hard. it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I I think as a someone coming to Instagram, I think seeing content that feels authentic. And that yes. feels a little transparent. I, I think we once had a conversation where I was talking about reels and it's like sometimes the most, not embarrassing in a bad way, but like the, like being, yeah, the ones that get a little messed up or that are weird. Like, yeah, exactly. Being the slightly awkward dork that I am. Huh. Like the ones that feel the most uncomfortable in that way, because you're being transparently like just, those are the ones our super fan is gonna those, get all over those are the ones that absolutely she would be all over and yeah. they're the ones that tend to connect and i think remembering that but it's like yes. okay when we show doesn't have up, to be perfect it just have, you just have to show up as you are yeah there was a reel that it, it was such a great reel and when i put it up it ended up upside down and i'm like i have no <laughs> idea what happened 
And for a second, like my ego self was like, oh, I need to take it down and redo it. And I'm like, I think showing up authentically is worth that slight, like, oh, I feel uncomfortable, but, but showing that in Insta, it's not effortless. Like we don't show Mm -hmm. up and everything's perfect. Like, you know, we take care obviously to make sure that is it's good content, but we, we don't cover over the things that make us human. And we don't cover over the things that are like, this is me showing up as a human being who's a little bit awkward. (laughs) We are not going to have the perfect um, influencer social media page. And I think our ideal follower appreciates that. I think so too. All right. Anything else on that second category that we kind of didn't hit on or that? I I think goals and Uh, aspirations, maybe. I, I do think that the super fan would be writing a book or working towards writing a book. I think she Um, has a goal of publishing a book. Yes. With Uh the goal of publishing. And so she's not just writing short stories or, you know, fanfic. She's trying to write a full novel and she is wanting to publish it and put it out in the world. Absolutely. Although she might be open to, I think she's probably open to both traditional and. Exactly. (laughs) Like, absolutely. I think she's open to how, but I also think that she's, she's doing other things to work on her writing as well yes um, I agree I definitely think yep. um whatever that looks like if that short story if that's journaling if that's yeah, putting out poems, blogs, yeah, essays being part of a writing group yeah there's yeah. something so I think from that personal style <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe if we I I think comfort like yes <laughs> yes 100 <laughs> percent Comfort is king. Comfort leads the way right there. (laughs) Maybe a little self-expression in there. Comfort is really huge. (laughs) And And I think her style probably includes bookishness and bookish things. You know, like she probably has a mug with a book quote on it. Absolutely. Or a like candle that smells like a favorite character or oh my goodness. With With some form of booky like thing or other kind of reference to nerd culture totally and I think being able to when she wants like change it up a bit but I think kind of being leaning in with that being comfortable and things that are expressive of herself um, rather than dressing in a way that's uncomfortable and (laughs) and not her this one just what do they like to eat I mean, I think for both of us, we, yeah. we do like flavor and we like, we like trying things, I think uh-huh. kind of a mixture of enjoying the things that we enjoy, but also sometimes trying new things. And yeah. Do you think she snacks while she writes? And if so, what do you Ooh. think she reaches for? I don't know what I reach for. <laughs> what do you reach for? Dark chocolate. I was um, just going to say chocolate. <laughs> dark chocolate. I think chocolate of some form. Yeah. So, so maybe that's like you know something to note that she yep. particularly likes chocolate, chocolate or chocolate is gravitates towards chocolatey yep. things but she also likes to explore and try new foods and I think she definitely likes hot drinks whether or not mm-hmm. it's coffee or tea like could yes. be debatable and maybe it <laughs> depends on the day depends on the day <laughs> <laughs> but definitely a hot drink like a mug is yes is a part of her life <laughs> mug is a part of her life I love that. yes <laughs> journals are a part of her life as well <laughs> 
<laughs> journals, yeah, and and possibly pens and like yes, blackboard. Oh, like, like or, fun or office white. supplies. Or, like, yes, apple. Yes. Oh, yeah. Highlighters. Yeah, highlighters. Yeah, sticky notes. Like, <laughs> highlighters and like little tools, like yes. whether it's a grease board or a putting like she puts up yes. things. Like there are words somewhere on her walls. Okay, when she gets together with friends, what yeah. does she like to do? I think there's not a lot of like small talk. I think yes. I think they go deep really fast. And I think like I think it's rapid fire, like just <laughs> just talking about the the deep things of life. Yeah. Um and, and I think so lots of like yeah. lunches or coffees that go deep and deep yeah. conversation probably some movies yeah absolutely um, like absolutely. going to the movies with friends possibly even some experiential things yeah I mean like movies um, yeah. as well um but possibly theater and, and yes. things like that definitely could see that are there things on the list that we're missing <laughs> um then the next one so it's where where do they shop and maybe we talk about this from the book perspective because I, I would say that it's where do from, they get their books yeah I'd say that it's probably from a lot of different kind of places maybe even used bookstores going yes. you know going to independent ones just seeing what's there libraries think, yeah library <laughs> absolutely i'm a big fan absolutely. of libraries i think kind of a like a hodgepodge of different places like mm. i i don't see her just doing the same thing all the time like yeah i think it depends and depends what she's looking for and then it's kind of <laughs> what's their budget um is that mm. last one I, I think maybe ha- has a bit of discretionary money, but maybe not a ton. She probably has enough extra money to buy books or spend money on yeah. bookish things, but she's probably somewhat conservative about that. Or she probably has to make choices. Responsible. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Of the, you know, if if this, then not that. Right. Um, I, I definitely don't think that it's, inexhaustible resources I think she has to be choosy but I do think that she has some to be able to make a choice with enough to come to our five dollar writing class (laughs) every time we do it that's the super fan right (laughs) and that's the goal that's absolutely the goal so I I think it is yeah Yeah. anything else we want to add about her little quirks or hobbies or yeah does she have outside hobbies outside of writing um I definitely think she does and like all of a sudden like knitting came into my mind <laughs> but I think it could be I could see her as a knitter yeah I, or a uh, crocheter or like, right, um, like embroidery or something, something crafty <laughs> like it doesn't even have to be knitting like it it could yeah. be something crafty something crafty <laughs> that like um People like to sm- make small decisions and, and use their hands, right? Like it's really yes. calming to just like do that repetitive motion with your hands. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I find it calming. At least, so I think she does too. I do too. And and it also creates a thing, which I think she, I think yeah. appeals. <laughs> Is she outdoorsy? I think that she appreciates nature. But I don't <laughs> think she's gonna go camping. <laughs> I'm not sure she's gonna go camping. She might go hiking, like a short hike, maybe walking outside and reading a book outside. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, <laughs> it's in that every place. But I think she likes looking at nature and like yes. smelling fresh air and like, yes, she but, might go to the botanical gardens for an yes, afternoon, but absolutely. not for like a weekend. Absolutely. I, yeah, totally. Yep. 
Um, Does she have any fears or anything that she's like afraid of or totally won't do? Well, I think like the inner fear is like putting something out to a vacuum where like she doesn't Mm. hear anything back. Like putting something out with zero response, I think is fearful. (laughs) So terrifying. Absolutely. I'd rather have a negative response. I really would. I absolutely. (laughs) I and that's because you're you are you are causing someone to feel a thing and like yes. even if it's like a bad it means that they actually like can they saw you they yeah. engaged in some way yeah. so yeah I think she's a little bit scared of not being seen absolutely and you never hate anything that you didn't at one point love like that that neutral response is much worse how does she feel about public speaking or oh, like... yes, that's it. like, <laughs> I think it's intimidating. I think, yeah, I think it's something It's probably that... a fear that she's willing to face, but yes. doesn't really love. And she might want tools to kind of help yeah. get better at that. For some reason, heights, like walk, walk to I was thinking heights too. I really oh don't goodness. like heights myself. So. <laughs> so we'll say heights as well. Uh, I like it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, here's a question. She's trying to get published. She she wants to publish a book. Is there a part of the post-publishing experience that she is most excited about or like most wants to experience or a part of the post-publishing experience that she's least excited about and doesn't want to experience or is fearful of? Yeah, I think that it's book signing is like the thing that she's really excited about. I think like Hmm, possibly. I am horrified by books. That's the part I like don't want to do. Do you know what's funny? Like I used to feel that way. And then I realized mm-hmm. if anyone is actually coming to a signing, like they're engaged in some way. Yeah. And so like, like it was a huge group of people that that would be scary. If it was no people, that would, that be, would scary. be scary. Yeah. If it's 10 people and you can actually, or like two people and you can actually talk to them and you can talk about your work with them. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. That's so interesting. See, like, I hate, like, that feels like small talk to me. And it feels like being put on the spot that you have to then, like, come up with. I would, like, I'm excited or something that I would would be excited about would be, like, giving a lecture or, like, talking at an event or, like, something like that that I can prepare for ahead of time. But being put on the spot with someone, like, asking me about my work or, like, having to talk with (laughs) someone in, like, small talk. So maybe that's it. Like, Maybe it is being able to give a reading of her work um, Ooh, because I like that being able to like say your words out loud to people who have come yeah. to engage with them. I like that. What do you think is the thing that she would hate most? Like the schlepping is my thing. <laughs> like the, the marketing, like the having to put her, like having to say buy my book <laughs> or over like, and over and over again. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that would, because it starts to get to a place that almost feels a little like not being authentic. Like, yeah. Um, and I think that would be like the fear of like losing the kind of authenticity of this. Does she, or is she more interested in making money with her books, winning awards or making bestseller lists or having excited and avid readers? Some of these things obviously sometimes overcross, but yeah. Like, what is her, what is her reason for wanting to have, like, yeah. she has a goal of wanting to publish a book, but what's her reason for wanting to do that? Does that yeah. make sense? Absolutely. I, I think it's the last one. I think it's like having the avid reader, like huh. who connects. 
Do you, do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't think that's mine, but motivation yeah. necessarily, but I think it is hers for sure. Yeah. I, I think so too. And I, I think it is mine. <laughs> it's, it's a complicated question. It is, it right? is. It's a for sure. And like I said, these things overlap from, you know, most of us want yeah. kind of all of them at some, some, yeah. on some level. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing, thing to think consider. through and like, yeah, because why we want something will determine how we go about it and what, yes. you know. Okay. So here's another question. Maybe not necessarily like all the way specific to what genre is she writing, but mm-hmm. what, like, is she writing commercial fiction? Is she writing literary fiction? Is she writing upmarket, like book club fiction? Does that make sense? Like kind of yes. like those more yeah. general categories yes. and then if we want to get more specific of like elements of the book that she might be writing or, or genres yes. of the book that she might be writing I think it's I, I mean I don't think it's necessarily literary literary or yeah book club if book club is the kind of more like what would be on Reese's list um I think it may yes. be com- more commercial yeah um, that's what I was thinking yeah. too I think most of the books that we said she has read or like on our list I would consider I think that would connect more yeah I think she would value that more than kind of like winning the distinguished award I think that fits well yeah okay and then do you think she's writing one particular genre do you think she's written a couple like books or started a couple books in different genres do you think she's only writing one you know like does that make sense I think she could play. I think that she could be playing around in them, but I do think that fa- fantasy might make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> that it's, I think it's she definitely... is probably writing something speculative, something with some sort of fan- fantasy element. Yeah. Absolutely. Even if it's not like high fantasy, right. I think something in the, there, it feels like there's something magical in it. <laughs> but I think she, she isn't necessarily a purist in that it's like, she must write from that genre. I, I think yeah, she is yeah. open, but I think that it it's what she's doing now. <laughs> Look at us. Do you think it's YA or do you think it's like, are, are you feeling that it's YA or should we get that? Beat? I think that she does read YA. Yeah. Um, as well as adult. Yep. I think that she's not squeamish of adult. Yeah. <laughs> books are like I think so too. you know yeah. she's not only going to read yeah. closed door stuff or or things without violence or things like that like I think yeah. she probably reads almost anything, anything yeah. um but I think her book my guess is that she's at least tried to write both YA and adult or yeah. that she's yeah, writing something kind of, that's like maybe upper YA or like absolutely that. that's I think the upper YA right now makes sense it's a openness and to what like actually comes in the writing yeah I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but I think we've cre- created a pretty pretty good picture of her. We have. Like, I'm really, I had no idea how this would go. And I'm like, this is amazing. But I yeah. do think it's a useful, like, even just sitting here, I'm like, I think it's a really useful tool. Being able I to think play. we'll refer back to this and, like, yes. it will yes. help when we get stuck with what kind of content to create or yes. what to put out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Or like even a what book to choose yeah, um, for a for book sure. club. I think it's useful in that way. Yeah. Yay. Okay, do you have any name ideas? Because I really don't. I names I, are hard for me. So. Names are really hard for me too. And I I have so many names that kind of have <laughs> like feelings. I usually go for a name That's like when same. I name a character that that I've never heard of before. <laughs> like or 
that I don't know anyone with. So there's I don't no connotation. Yeah. Okay. So maybe we no will think about names yeah. and we'll see if we come up with, <laughs> we'll see what we come up with. And if we, if we find her name, yeah. <laughs> come across it, discover it, <laughs> we will share it with you all. We so that's something it. you can yep. look forward to for future episodes. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed um, this along with us and yep. had as much fun as we did. Uh, if you fit this criteria, <laughs> you keep listening. And even Let if you don't, know, you are Superman. Yep. And if you don't, keep listening too. And we'd love yep. to connect with you <laughs> for sure. We love you all. <laughs> we do. Well, all of you out there, we hope you keep reading and keep writing and keep putting your work out into the world. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. <laughs>